Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We're on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today. Joining me is Karen and Benjamin Cummins. Benjamin Benjamin's a fifth grader who was recently announced as the winner of his age bracket in a Google art contest. And we think that's pretty buzzing cool. Can I say that, Benjamin? Yes. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. All right, Karen. How did you learn that Benjamin was going to, I guess, put his artwork up for this contest? Explain how the contest worked for, for those of us who have seen it but maybe don't know sort of the parameters of it. Okay, well, his um, art class, at uh, he goes to Wells APAC, um, and his teacher had them do the Google Doodle design. He, she, they gave them a template, and um, the theme for this year was what I am grateful for. Is that right? Yes. And so they picked something that they were grateful for, and they had to use the Google letters in the design and design around that. So this would have been for when you go to Google something, which I think most of us Mm -hmm. do at least once a day, and you can see that the little search engine there has its different graphics. They change them out quite frequently. It was going for having a spot there, correct? Yes, that is correct. All right, and you made it as a finalist, or you won your age bracket. What did that feel like, Benjamin? Very exciting because I didn't expect to win because there's a lot of high schoolers and other people in the challenge. Did you learn throughout the way that maybe your um, design was getting closer and closer to the to the end? Yes. And even now, you can still go to the finals bracket and you can see his artwork. It's just not going to be actually on the Google. If you go to supertalktv.com, though, we've got it up now. Benjamin, over your head, if folks want to see it uh, for themselves. Let's talk about your design, because I know with the theme being something you're grateful for, what did you choose? Bees. And why did you choose bees? Because they pollinate a lot of our crops. Uh, I don't know how much percent exactly, but also they help flowers reproduce and things like that. So when did you first get introduced to the magic of bees? Well... Was it a teacher at school, or did you learn it? How did you learn about the importance of bees? Yes, it was a teacher in school. And also just 
Googling things as well. Very appropriate. <laughs> I see you have a little bee friend with you today. Not a not a real bee for folks like, what? They love bees in the studio? No, but you got a little bee friend. So you do you like all things, kind of like the bugs and the insects and how they sort of help with nature? Yes. So when you are looking at your design, you've got a lot of flowers as well as the bees and the honey there um, on top of sort of the Google. What was your hope? What did you want to sort of show in your art? I wanted to show, like, a lot of bees on flowers and all types of things that bees make, like honey and and beeswax and things like that. What's the coolest fact you've learned about bees? Or a fact you've learned about bees? Well, they have five eyes. It's pretty cool. Um, two of the eyes are just for generally seeing and three are for like um, helping to see flowers. Cool. I thought you were showing me like a backup camera or something. I think that would be pretty neat, too. Mm-hmm. And we should all be appreciating bees more, shouldn't we? Yes. Do you tell your mom to plant things at home that help bring bees in? N- Not no, yet? No. Well, there's there's your summer project to do is to turn your backyard into a bee haven. Mom's like, stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, when did you get wind? Or did you know that he was going in for the contest or did, was it sort of just part of like the school curriculum at that uh, in the art class and then you get word he's moving on up or when did you get wind of it? Um, we I knew that he had the assignment and then he had he, he brought it home to color. Um, he had done the drawing at school and brought it home to finish and then um, I got an email no, I got a phone call at work. Um, goodness, it's been about a month and a half ago, um, letting us know that he was chosen as a state finalist, um, that he had won for the state of Mississippi. Um, and so from there, we had to keep it secret for about a month until they put oh, those sick. up on the website and and made the announcement. Did so, you tell Benjamin? There's no way I would trust I my kid not, with that information. <laughs> I did not. We didn't tell my other. I told my husband. I did not tell my other child or Ben. Um because he, it was supposed to be a surprise for him. They wanted to surprise him at his school. So, And your art teacher was probably pretty surprised as well that she had a student to make it that far, Miss Wilkinson. You like Miss Wilkinson? I'm throwing you under the bus there by asking you that. Yes. Yes, I do too. She was my art teacher back in the day, so we share that. I never won a contest through her, though, so you've got that You've got that on me, but I passed. I graduated. <laughs> so that's that's good look for, for you as well. When did you get interested in art? Because you're quite the little artist. Your little bees and your flowers and all the things, they, they're really good. Well, when I was two, I drew on everything myself and the walls and our table mm-hmm. yes mom's like yes yeah, he did <laughs> so you've always liked to doodle yes so was art class just part of their curriculum there at the school mom or did you get to choose that for them um for him they got to choose um it's a it's in the apec program so it's an arts program and they have visual arts and drama and different music um voice piano strings and they audition for whichever one that they want to be a part of and so then they get chosen um you know if they pass the audition then they do that art What's your fa- is drawing your favorite form of art, or do you prefer painting or some other application? I, I think I like sketching the most. 
it's just like a simple drawing with a pencil. With the pencil, was it like portraits or landscapes? Or these are tough questions. I know. I just like just to draw. Like in school, I draw tiny things on the back of my sheet, like my multiplication sheet and stuff like that. After you do your worksheet, yes. Okay. <laughs> See, my mom's over there, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for for parents who do have kids who like to doodle or sort of draw, it sounds like Aaron, you guys have kind of embraced that, encouraged him to explore yes. that, um, and that seems to be a, a good a good thing, right? It is. Um, I think so. Um, I always like to draw, and so um, it always helped me concentrate. So if he's going to doodle in class after he's finished with his work, then I, I don't have a problem with that. So. Well, I and I think using your art for a good cause too, Benjamin, is always a good thing. For There's a million and one things you could have chosen to be grateful for, but again, you chose your bee friends. Is there a specific type of bee that you are most uh, or like the most? No, I just like bees in general. Be honey bees, bumblebees. What am I missing? Those are the only two I know. Carpenter bees, drone bees, the queen bee, obviously. But um, is your mom the queen bee at home? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> you better yes. You better <laughs> say yes to that for sure. Do you like honey? I haven't tried it <gasps> before, actually. Well, there's another project for you this coming up summer. So what are, what are your big plans between fifth grade and sixth grade summer? Probably just, you know, go, like I said earlier, go to North Carolina for that trip. Um, mostly just sit around with my dog. And doodle. I would assume, Mom, like sort of being able to doodle. How long will his um, painting or drawing be up uh, for folks to be able to go and see? I am not sure. They may be able to go. I mean, it may be in the archives for a while. Um, they do you really have the say, original? Did you get to keep the original? We do have the original. I think they scanned in the drawing when they submitted it through his class well that's pretty cool stuff benjamin you'll have one of those icebreaker things that you can share way later on in life when they're asking for a cool fact about yourself you can say i made it to the finalists in a google art contest but i feel like if you keep drawing and you keep going there are going to be other things along the way for you do you want to keep drawing and keep doodling yes um i enjoy it 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 takes my mind off things, and things are sometimes really stressful. So, and it reminds us to take care of the bees, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, buddy, and congratulations, Mississippi. So proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durga, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed, never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday bed. You can watch good things. We are on computer. You're mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can also find us on YouTube. You can catch good things too on Seaspire TV. If you've got that, it's on channel 70 right next to the weather channel, which will tell you it is hot. We are here. We have arrived. It is now the, I guess, Hell's Front Porch. We are in the midst of that sector of the weather timeline for Mississippi, and sadly, it's only going to get uh, worse. But we congratulated Benjamin on being uh, Mississippi's winner for the Google Art Contest, but there's others who need congratulations. You may have seen these over on the Good Things Facebook group. Uh, Caden Collier, he is from Oak Grove in Hattiesburg. It was his first year competing in debate. And he still won first place in the nation, which I think is pretty cool. Trying to connect with him to figure out what he debated about. Rhino, I feel like you would have been extraordinarily well at debate in school. I don't think we had that. We didn't have that as an option. I tried debate, but the the problem I had with it is I could do very well if I was passionate about the topic and the side I was on. But if I was assigned to argue for something I didn't care about, I was going to lose on purpose because I didn't want that argument to win. It's not good for debate to do that. No, it's not good for debate to do that as, as at all. And I feel like you have to have the right kind of composure because even if you can argue your side well, if you fly off the handle and then become whatever, you're, it doesn't – that would be me. Mine would be like, but you're wrong. So – there's that. And then you'd have to also be a gracious, like, how do you how do you lose a debate? Like, that's 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 tough. I mean, that would be hard, hard pill to swallow, especially if you feel like your whatever you are debating is the right. But I wonder, too, though. So this this is interesting. I wonder how high school set this up, if it's hypothetical scenarios or if it's like really random silly things like which is better salt or pepper and then you have to go go with that and sort of pick a side and then create an argument and so you're not like emotionally sort of attached to it or if they go a little deeper with different topics or things that uh, the kids are provided to debate on so I mean it could get fun and then you leave there like oh I just didn't make a good case for it or you know it could get a little bit more I guess not personal but deeper in terms of the subject matters. I don't know. Maybe we'll learn a little bit more about high school debate at some point here on good things. I do not want to debate with anybody. I am would be I would either cry because I was sad or mad. One of the two would would probably break down with that. Um, but another congratulations to JC Collins. She became the first Special Olympics swimmer to compete in a state games of Mississippi's event this past Saturday and she walked away with a couple of medals. So she was super excited to be a part of the event and to show that folks of all abilities can come out and compete if they want, um, you know, in this Mississippi State Games. And, yeah, they can walk away with some hardware, too. So if you want to read about that story, you're welcome to do that over on the Good Things Facebook group. I saw it was a fun 
national holiday today. Today is National VCR Day. So that takes you back in time. Just a itty-witty bitty bit. Number one, I need to know who still has a VCR at their house that's plugged in. Mine's ready, not plugged in. Ready to go. 601-879-4395. Number two, I need to know who still has a box of tapes that would go into their VCR. They just haven't given up yet. And or if you don't fit into either two of those categories, then what is the tape? What is the VCR tape that you just wore out? What was that movie that you probably bought right as an actual tape that you had to put into a VCR and you played it over and over and over and over and over again? Because, you know, there was this time where they weren't all digitally downloaded and or streaming and you actually had to go and uh, put it in. And then you had the people who had the big bookshelves full of the library of all yet, the, their uh, movies. The faux wood grain drawers that you pulled yes. out that were full of tapes. Absolutely. And I love that you always bring up too here on Rhino, uh, Rhino here on Good Things that when, oh, what's the car movie first started? Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious first started. It was oh, yeah. all over stealing. Yeah, they were stealing VCRs, VCRs from big rigs and, and street racing. Now, now they're in space. Now, but well, that's the movie in space, not VCRs. VCRs are not in space, but they are obsolete. They are no longer. I mean, can you still buy one? Are they still uh, on I shelves? think you can, but I'm pretty sure they are expensive. So let's see, new VCR for sale. Yeah, you can still get them. They're about five times the price of an El Cheapo DVD player. Like Walmart has one on sale for right now. Toshiba Forehead Hi-Fi. $189. Really? Really. I wouldn't have expected that. The Telkin, Telcon, T-E-L-C-A-N, was the first home video recorder to be produced and demonstrated back in 63. Back then, you knew if you were of a certain class because you had VCRs, and then they became much easier to sort of get and sort of afford, and then it felt like everybody had them. And then I guess it was throughout the 80s and 90s where it kind of hit his hit its peak. Oh, yeah. Over 10 billion videotapes remain today. A lot of recorded memories, keepsakes, all the things. I mean, many of you probably still have, many of you keep a VCR in storage or in the closet or somewhere because there are family movies or memories, dance recitals, you know, plays, all that kind of stuff somewhere in a big box full of the of the tapes around. And then very few, like my dad, who just the last couple of years switched over to actually TiVo, TiVo in a recording, which I don't think TiVo is around anymore. But he would put in DVR. DVR. He would put in his VCR, a blank tape, and he would record Days of Our Lives and then watch it and then rewind it and then record over it the next day. And that's how for like eons until we convinced him there's a better way. But that way worked, and that was what Well, we in did. fairness, it probably took him about three years to program the VCR to do that. They never, probably. for as long as VCRs were popular, they never really figured out how to simplify the settings. The only thing they ever simplified was the tracking, where you had to, to get the, the tape on the, the head the right way so you mm-hmm. didn't have the static and the lines on it. They simplified that to... 
instead of a knob or two buttons, it was usually auto tracking. But even in the late nineties, early to mid two thousands, when the VCR was going the way of the dodo, it was still a nightmare to set the time on it and then set a time to record. Yes, Darren and Jackson says I have an original copy of Song of the South on Real to Real. Bo from Gulfport, I wore out The Secret of Nim. Oh yeah. On VHS as a kid, and my daughter warped the DVD from watching it over and over and over till it didn't work anymore. And someone says, I have a VCR hooked up, but have no idea when it was last actually used. I also have a three and a half floppy disk drive on my computer. I'm a nerd. You're not a nerd, but that computer probably belongs in a museum somewhere at this point. Gosh, I mean, floppy disk, we were just coming in when they were slowly going out. Like, I remember having them and pulling things off of it at school and using it. But it quickly sort of the USB quickly took that out when we were when we were coming into school. And there was that awkward transition phase where you had the floppies still around, at least the three and a half inch floppies. And you had those things called zip drives. Yes. They could hold 100 megs instead of like two. And then thumb drives came out. But yeah, the the floppy. I remember freshman year of college for computer science, I had to have a floppy disk to save all my stuff on. And you had the little, it looked like a Rolodex that you flip it up and then you had all your floppies in there by alphabetical order for whatever it was that you need or the class sort of shared and all the things. And you would push it in and hear the... And then you would do your business and click it out. Um, Jeff in Oxford, the first VHS tape I bought was the movie Enemy Mine. I got It got watched a lot because it was the only one that I had for a while. And Greg and Nettleton says the best of Johnny Carson he has on uh, VCR. It was always 12 o'clock on the VCR because nobody knew how to set the time. It's true. I mean, yeah. you either had a remote with 47 buttons that you never pressed or... If you had a, a swanky enough VCR a where, big remote. where you had the, the little front panel and you would flip down the little plastic and you had all these buttons and half of them were labeled correctly. Somebody needs to go and watch a VCR or, or whatever tape today. They call just tapes. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm missing, you know, you have your DVD. Is it they were the DVD? VHS, VHS tapes. VHS tapes. I'm like, I miss that word. It's been so long since I used it. I just know that they're the big, clunky tape. Well, VHS is the one that won out. VHS is what you use in the VCR. Betamax was a competitor, but it didn't survive. Don't know that name, so yeah, they didn't have a good day. They were the ones with the big spool on one side. Oh. The smaller cassette. Yeah. And then, yes, all the memories. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. This is me. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on.
many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And it is a big weekend in Tupelo as they kick off the Tupelo Elvis Festival. Joining us today to tell us a little bit more is Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I know you're like two hours away from the first event within this multi-day festival. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Is it crazy in Tupelo? It's a little bit crazy right now. We're getting closer and closer to, like you say, that starting time. But we are, I I think we are ready for the curtain to go up, as they say, and uh, hit our people with Elvis tonight. So tell us about the Elvis Festival. Obviously, it's unique to, or really only Tupelo could have something as unique as this, is the Elvis Festival. But it's been going on for many years. People love it. What was kind of the idea behind it back when? Well, this is our 25th anniversary of the Elvis Festival. Uh, Our first one was back in 1999, and there was a group of four people who, like you said, decided we really need to do something to honor Elvis. This is his birthplace. This is where it all started. So we need to make people aware of that and draw them into Tupelo so they can see everything Elvis, but then also see what Tupelo has to offer besides just Elvis. And it started, and it's been running now for 25 years. You build it, and they will come, I guess. And I'm sure the actual festival has grown, too, over the years into this multi-day massive event. So how many days does it actually span, Bobby? We will actually run through Sunday afternoon. We wrap up everything Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock with the Elvis Gospel Concert. And in between, we have all sorts of concerts and our ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist Competition, where we will crown someone as the Tupelo winner who will then go to Memphis to Graceland in August during Elvis Week and compete for the title of Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist and get a contract with Legends in Concert and $20,000. Not bad. Not bad for a weekend's <laughs> worth of work and a whole lot of fun uh, to be had along with it. So tell us about tonight. It's probably too late if you haven't already picked out a dress and, and thought about going. But, hey, you never know. There may be someone just down the road that thinks this is what I need to do tonight. But what's going on tonight? All right, tonight at uh, 6 o'clock, we'll open the doors for our 25th anniversary celebration jubilee gala. This is really set aside for our corporate sponsors, our board of directors, and those people who have purchased uh, VIP ticket packages. But we will have 13 of our headliners that are on the schedule for this weekend. Each of them will sing two songs tonight and just give everyone a taste of Elvis and what they can expect to see through the remainder of the weekend. Which is what we want folks to really uh, think about and get out and enjoy. So you've got even tomorrow. What you got coming up uh, tomorrow, June the 8th? Tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, we will have a showcase featuring the 22 guys who will be competing for that title of Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artist. And it will just be a chance for them to get out in front of the public get to see what the stage feels like, what the band sounds like, and introduce themselves to the audience. And then tomorrow night we have our first concert, which will feature three of our former winners of the Tupelo uh, contest who also went on to Memphis and won the ultimate contest once they were up there. So Bill Cherry, Cody Ray Slaughter, and David Lee will be doing a concert tomorrow night. 
and uh, give a give a, round, a rousing performance of Elvis as they uh, try to pay tribute to him and make it as real and as, as possible. They these guys study. They watch the videos. They pay attention to which jumpsuit he wore, which rings he wore, what moves he made. And they try to recreate that on stage to make it as real as possible. Sounds like a whole lot of fun. I also love the Youth Day uh, part of this, making sure that the kids in town know who Elvis is. It's cool. To, it's always cool to me, Bobby, that, you know, like my kids, um, not the three-year-old yet, but like the 10-year-old knows who Elvis is and not, right. and shamefully, not because I, you know, introduced her to, to him or his music like a good mom should have done early on. But, you know, <laughs> she she's learning about him in school and just even knows some of his music. And I think that's that's real important as well. Right, and we do have that coming up tomorrow morning with 14 registered for our workshop and our competition for the youth agent. And then Friday, I'm assuming more music, more Elvis. More, more music, more Elvis. Friday morning will be our first round of competition for our 22 contestants. Friday afternoon, Tupelo Tom Brown will be hosting what he calls Conversations with Tom, and he's actually going to be talking to the four individuals who founded the Elvis Presley uh, Festival and talk about the history and how it all came into being and things that have transpired since we started. Um, And then on Friday night, we will have another concert, which we have titled our 3-2-1 concert. That title is based on the fact that last year in August in Memphis, the third place, the second place, and the winner were all former Tupelo Ultimate Elvis Tribute Artists. So we have brought them back to Tupelo to perform a homecoming, so to speak, concert. And then coming up Saturday, put on your running shoes because the king is going to be on the move. I appreciate this. Please tell me if people dress up and run the 5K in in their capes and get up. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun. Uh, the, The Tupelo Running Club handles this, and they do a fantastic job. And we always have a great turnout of runners. We also have, starting on Saturday morning, a disc golf tournament. Uh, so you can fling with the king. Um, and that will continue until Sunday morning. And then you've got more music, obviously, Saturday night as well. And so, yes. um, I mean, it feels like if you just are looking for something to do this weekend, you just need to go on and plan a trip to Tupelo. Can exactly. you get a, a hotel room at all? Yes. Um, do you... There's quite a bit of activity going on in Tupelo this weekend, so you may have to search to find a place to stay, but we think there probably are still some rooms available. Uh, Saturday night, of course, we are wrapping up our 25th anniversary. The first year that we did this in the Cadence Bank Arena, we had the North Mississippi Symphony play with uh, the band and with Trent Carlini, who was the Elvis tribute artist at that point in time. This year, we are bringing the symphony back for our 25th anniversary. So Saturday night will be the TIC Tribute and Concert Band from Australia, along with the North Mississippi Symphony, and five of our ultimate artist winners who will give you all the Elvis you can possibly stand.
Well, it sounds like y'all are going to have all the Elvis anyone would want coming up the next couple of days. Bobby, uh, can you still imagine after all these years, 25 years, there has to be people who have been to all of them. There has to be people who travel in from it. Is it amazing to you that people year after year just find Elvis fascinating? It it is. It's absolutely amazing. It's the people who come into Tupelo from all over the country and from other nations. As a matter of fact, with our 22 contestants, we have... 13 different states represented, plus the United Kingdom. We have three contestants from the U.K. What? How do they, <laughs> how do they get that, that accent? I mean, not that Elvis had a real southern accent, but still, like, how do they swing that? That I need, I need to hear a British Elvis. I think that's... <laughs> it, it, it's amazing when you're talking to them and, you know, you hear their, their traditional accent, and then they get on stage and it's like, wait, what? wait, what happened? Because they sound as much as possible like Elvis. Well, that is that is neat. That's worth coming out and sort of enjoying. Bobby, you've you've told us a lot of events that are going on, so we're probably a little overwhelmed. Where should we go to sort of find out uh, what's the best fit for us and our schedule? Uh, go to TupeloElvisFestival.com, and you can click on the schedule of activities. You can also purchase tickets there through Ticketmaster. But it will give you the full rundown. It will show you uh, the names and photos of all of our headliners as well as the names and photos of our 22 contestants and just give you all the information I think you could ever possibly want. And then Sunday, y'all wrap it up with a great gospel concert I see here at 1 yes. p.m., which I know that's going to be um, nothing but uh, a lot honking honking good time. Is that the way you say it? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Well, I again, I appreciate your time. Uh, so go and get ready for the gala. And you guys have a great couple of days. And we encourage everyone to get out and enjoy the Tupelo Elvis Festival. It's the 25th anniversary. Right. We thank you so much, and we would love to see you in Tupelo. All righty. You guys, don't forget, if you are looking for something to do in your area, maybe you don't know what's going on around town. Well, your Main Street Association does. So go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events in your area this weekend. Stick with us, though. we got some more good things for you coming up next. I'm leaving town for sure. Well, then you want to be bothered with me hanging around your door. But that's all right. That's all right. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they'd just fall off. But I still wake What if mice could really build castles? They'd be really small. Maybe they do. We just don't see them. You know when you actually listen to the lyrics of a song? 
You never know what you may find in there. Don't forget, you can catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And our Super Talk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. Once you stay up to date for that, sign up for our weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. And I just saw a tweet from our friends of Chapel Heart where they said they are up to something with their bestie, Marty Stewart, today. Any guesses? And I retweeted it if you want to go and see the photo of the girls with Marty. And I'm thinking... Oh, there's some Mississippi legends in, in the making, too, uh, in that photo. I wonder what they are up to. We will have to keep our ear um, to the pulse of that. You know, I saw a headline, Rhino, of it was it's in conjunction with the latest Spider-Man movie. And they obviously broke another Guinness World Record for having 685 people dressed as Spider-Man gathered at a Malaysia mall. And I thought of all the things to have dressed up in like one thing, which made me think of Elvis, and I'll get to that. But that one is creepy because, yes, you may have Santas. Yes, you have Elvises. You have all the different things that people say. But these all look the same, right? Because the Spider-Man costume, although... Like all Santas don't look the same? No, you have different facial features. There's different... Like you can tell Santa A from Santa B. I mean, they are genuine, generally alike. But when you cover up the face and there are 685 grown people in little jumpsuits that all look the same with the eye, the eyes it's the eyes sort of whatever when you see the video it is like what dream like nightmares are made of there there is no way if i was to walk into a mall and there was 685 spider-man bustling around i'm turning around and walking right on out like it is the creepiest thing to see, in my opinion. I mean, because they all look enough alike. You have one larger Spider-Man than some of the others here and there. But for the most part, they are very uniform, yeah, uniformed um, in that way, which got me thinking, is there well, a... Before you move on, yeah. I, it, I do want to give a PSA. What is that? It, it, public service. <laughs> if your little one has a Spider-Man outfit and they're uh-huh. going to a pool while wearing the Spider-Man outfit... Unzip the mask. Take the mask off. Why is that? Because if you jump in the water with that mask oh. on, it is a nightmare. Because even when you come back up, you can't breathe. That's a, that's a that's a very good PSA. So that made me want to ask, though, Bobby, if they have ever done like a Guinness World Record at the Tupelo Elvis Festival for the number of Elvis that are there. And I'm sure collectively over the next couple of days, maybe they could do it all together but i found that in 2014 there were 895 elvis impersonators who gathered in the harris cherokee cherokee excuse me casino resort in north carolina so they hold as far as google tells me i would have expected it to be in vegas I know, right? But I don't know. They probably orchestrated it some, somehow. I'm sure there's more to the story. But in 2014, on July the 12th, 895 people put on their best Elvis getup and came out to the casino for the Guinness World Record. Makes me wonder if some dude showed up with just sideburns and the big sunglasses like, this is my Elvis. I don't know. Maybe so. That that would set the bar low. But for 895 people, or they're in cahoots with the Elvis costume uh, suppliers and it was like hey we're going to try and get a guinness world record and we're going to make your line the only line 
that they can wear. So business is going to be to be good. That wouldn't creep me out for whatever reason. I can see the flesh. I can see the person. There's a person in the Elvis. Co- it is creepy. Don't get me wrong. Like I would think, whoo, what'd you put in my so drink? So is it just the sheer number that all look the same or just the fact that some look the same? Because I'm wondering if you would have a hard time going to see the Blue Man group. Absolutely. Maybe. I don't know. Because it's like three to five people wearing blue paint. You can't tell them apart. They're just all blue men. I think it's the, it's both. So it's the, you know, they all, it's the uniformity, but then it's the numbers. So you're getting lost in a sea of Spider-Man. It feels, it becomes zombie-like at that point, but then they're Spidey happy and and then it's weird. And and, they're all hopping around and posing. Right, because like if you go with your friend... Well, if you and I went as Spider-Man, I could tell you, we would tell each other apart. That's fair. But if you go with your, you know, friend. Oh, man, a Spider-Man thing over this beard would be a nightmare, too. <laughs> and I'd I be lost dying in you there. in a crowd. I would have sheer panic attack. I can't find my Spidey friend. I would have to put some kind of beaking device so I know that's my Spidey. That's that's my Spidey person. Because then you're just asking people. You're bum- you know, yeah. What's your name? I'm Spider-Man. What's your name? I'm Spider-Man. And that's, I can't do it. I couldn't do it at all. All right, stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.